Marriage on a Tightrope supports couples in strengthening their mixed-faith marriage. Visit tightropemarriage.org to make a recurring donation and learn more about the mixed-faith community. Hello and welcome to another episode of Marriage on a Tightrope. This is Alan. And this is Katie. And we're still married. Katie, doesn't it feel like it's been a while since we've recorded just a you and me episode? Yes, and no. No? What do you mean, no? Because we've been recording with everyone else. We have. We'll, we'll get to that. Some of them have, have been released on this podcast thread. Others uh, haven't yet. Some of them may be. But uh, before we get into a long-winded introduction and an update of what's going on, we'll actually do that after. Um, Katie found a little letter slash journal entry, right? So That she wanted to just jump, dive right into. <laughs> I think all of you know that we recently moved. We moved like two weeks ago, and I can't tell you how crazy it's been. So crazy, in fact, that we missed our flight last night, and I booked the wrong tickets. I booked half the tickets on last night, the other half tic- of the tickets tomorrow night, and so that just kind of tells you what, what mindset I'm in. And anyway, I was unpacking the living room, and I came across a bunch of old journals, and sometimes I didn't write in the same journal. I would just sort of pick up a whatever paper was lying around and I would just write something. And I came across this journal entry and I've been thinking a lot about where we were in 2018, 2017 and where we are now. And I'm thinking of a lot of you listeners who are just finding out about the podcast because you saw us on John DeLynn, Mormon Stories, or you're just being introduced by a family member or friend to this podcast, and you're going through the thick of it. And when I read this journal entry, I thought it would be really nice to read it to all of you, because even though we've come quite a way since I first wrote this, the feelings are still really raw, and um, and I felt like so many of you could relate to this journal entry. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it. It's dated January 1st, 2018, because that's when you make New Year's resolutions to write in your journal. And so I did on that day. And that was the only day out of all of 2018 that I wrote. in A not-so-happy New Year. A not-so-happy New Year. (laughs) That is exactly the title of this Of this uh, journal entry. Maybe that'll be the title of this episode. That's right. So here goes. And just bear with me as I read it. January 1st, 2018. Technically, it is New Year's Day, but I'm writing this on New Year's Eve at 1 a.m. My current situation feels bleak. Over Christmas, Alan stopped wearing garments and has told many of my family members why he doesn't believe the LDS church is true. I have been so patient up until now, and I am upset. We fought through the better part of the new year, and I'm wondering if this is a sign of what's to come. He's trying, but he doesn't see this was his decision. He has left me feeling alone and miserable. I spent the past 20 minutes crying in the bathroom over it. How can I get over it? I don't know how. It seems like when you sign up for marriage and you do it all in the right way, then everything should end up that way. I am sick of his obsessive behavior. It is incredibly irritating to me that he constantly listens to, writes, and studies about historical Mormon church stuff. He has written some 
stupid letter, I put that in quotation marks, letter, indicating his issues with the church itself. Admittedly, I have felt the weight of his decisions, and I've played the victim, wondering why me. I can't see my future living always at odds with someone who thinks it is such a sham, even though I don't. He hasn't told my parents yet. No clue how that will go over. I'm, uh, I have been very lonely with no one to talk to or tell how I'm truly feeling about this. He doesn't see what a true and deep impact it will have on our kids. I feel the weight of the family in teaching our kids the gospel, not according to what Alan thinks. There is no navigation tool, no basis to our relationship, and no way I can just go along and feel like everything is fine. He has caused me so much freaking, and then I put in parentheses, I would have inserted the F word, which is appropriate, <laughs> end of parentheses, heartache, pain, and stress. I think that's, I won't comment on that, but <laughs> I, I I could not, use, for whatever reason, I was upset and I could not use the F word. I couldn't even write it down. That's really funny to me. Um, what is my New Year resolution? I guess it's going to be given peace as I navigate unchartered territory. Also for love, I have not acted in or with love because I've been filled with hatred and a poor me attitude. I have no clue what will happen in a year's time, but I do know that writing helps me release and escape. Wish I had something more positive to say. That's the best I can do currently. Wow. Uh, There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, Alan found the paper before we could, I was going to just sort of spring it on him and, and read it during this episode, but he found it before I could. What were your, this is January 1st of 2018. That's a, that's less than two weeks before our first episode, or it's about two weeks before our first episode came out. Yeah. Well, shoot. I mean, I knew that it was difficult for you at the time. So reading it, like nothing in it surprised me, but not having re- reading it 17 or excuse me, what's a year and a half, 18, almost 19 months afterwards, um, maybe look at it and go, man, I, I hope that all, all of these feelings have at least subsided or aren't as, aren't as, um, passionate or as stoked, uh, than as they were a year and a half ago. So like I read this and I'm like, oh, it's awful that, you ever had to feel this way because like you said in there it was this is my decision even though look we can get into semantics of whether i chose this or not but it's certainly you were the passive participant in this whole thing and so i don't like how that impacts you and so now i look at it and i'm like if you had to write this letter again today about the current state of where we're at and what this journey has been for you i would hope that there would be a lot more positive in it than there was back then. That's that. Those are my initial thoughts. I go back and I think I feel, I can feel the same emotions that I felt then. And I, it's, it was such a dark time. It was so dark. And you know, me expressing my frustration that there was no gap navigation tool. There wasn't anyone to talk to. My parents still didn't know. I, I just think back to that time and it was scary. It was scary to, to figure out what our future would look like. And 
I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to read it is because I know that there are people that are in that situation. They're eighteen now. months, po- you know, pre pre where we were at. You know, they're right. They're right in the thick of it. Haven't told their family. They aren't sure what the navigation tool is. They're they're not the believing spouse doesn't know what their future will look like. Uh, I I would like to call out that I think that I tried to be. I, you know, asking for peace and for love for my spouse was a really positive thing. I wanted peace in our for marriage sure. and I wanted, I wanted to have the love that I needed to sort of get us through this or get me through it. And I definitely developed that. So I think that today's journal entry would look so different than 18 months, 19 months ago. But hopefully... This gives some of you some something to think about or some hope about how how helpful um, things can how hopeful it can be for your future. And do you want to say anything else about that? No, I think that's I think that's great. When I read it, I thought I want to I want to go back and look at something that I wrote down in a similar time. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, my journal is right here in my... Have you been planning this? No, I haven't. Like, my journal is, if you heard that, is in my desk here at the computer. And I have not written in it much. <clears throat> but, no, my last my <laughs> my last entry was August 1st, 2017. <clears throat> so it's been almost two years. But um, yeah, uh, maybe the, uh, this didn't pan out the way I thought. Maybe I, I I'd love to to find an email or something where I explain to my brother or explain to you around the same time frame what was going on. So maybe the next episode can be a, a response to um, Katie's letter, um, not a direct response, but my version of where my head was at a year and a half ago versus where it's at today. So I think a year and a half ago, if I had to venture. It was a lot more. I was in the middle of the crisis mode, and um, the 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 bridge building mode hadn't sunk in yet. There's a lot of anger. So there was there was a lot of anger. There's a lot of passion, um, which is what you passionate? passionate. That and that's not even a a critique of anyone that feels anger or feels passion. It's it's part of the process, and it's still it still is part of my process right. from time to time. It is. But um. I think that that um, a lot of the mistakes and how to communicate and how not to communicate uh, hadn't been made yet, which is how I've learned, is by making the mistakes myself. And I think that's a big portion of why um, we try to share our vulnerabilities and mistakes that we've made and encourage others to do the same because then not everybody listening and not everybody reading comments in different Facebook groups or on Instagram about this topic. Not everybody has to make the mistakes to learn from them. You can learn from other people's mistakes as well. And uh, you can tell we're not going to edit this podcast hardly at all. So you probably can hear some kids screaming in the background. Uh, We're hastily putting this out because in less than an hour, we're leaving to Georgia for three weeks, uh, which is kind of fun. Before I jump into into that, um, any, any other... Uh, you know, deep, sensitive, emotional t- 
topics that, that you'd want to cover or thoughts that are on your mind. No, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> you can hear the exhaustion in Katie's voice more so than mine, but I will say this. Uh, give yourself time when you need it. Take a step away. Plan a date night that has nothing to do with religious discussion or dealing with your mixed faith marriage. We are going to be taking a break. It's been a very busy past month that has absolutely burned us out. And this vacation for three weeks in Georgia is coming at a perfect time for us. Over the last month, we presented at the Thrive Conference, and that was a big stressor because it was our first kind of public presentation to anybody. We interviewed with Richard Osler, which was a great experience. We we had a seven-hour marathon interview with John DeLynn on Mormon Stories, and we thought it was going to be three hours tops. It ended up being two sessions, four hours the first and three hours the second. And Hey, I got my couches out of it. I'm yes. just, just going to say... I don't know if any of you listened to that, but the deal was, is if I did the interview with Alan, I jokingly said to Alan, hey, we moved into a new house. I get new couches. And he delivered on his word. Yay. Couches are in the house. In the house. Um, we, we will likely release at least a portion of that interview on our own feed. So for those, uh, I think specifically, uh, the last three hours were all about um, the Thrive Conference presentation that we gave. I think that's very relevant here. And I think we'll probably end up releasing that. So you can keep an eye for that, but it, it likely will not, unless I get super, super bored in Georgia and Katie gives me permission to work on the podcast. Nope, no, she's shaking her head. No. So you head. won't see that until August. But uh, just in case those on the podcast completely understand, John DeLynn can be polarizing. So if someone doesn't want to go and actually listen on his thread or or, or um, feed, we'll post it on ours. I'll say John asked us over a year ago to come on his podcast to do a Mormon Stories interview. And I said no. And I said no for a full year before I said yes. So I can understand how people would feel nervous or worried about listening to something that John puts out. I've listened to other Mormon Story podcasts, and they're great. And I have nothing but mad love for John. Just it, It's just one of those things that I needed time to bring myself to do. Yeah. So we did that, and, you know, a lot of people are in town, and they want to see us, and that's great. So we've been going to lunches and breakfasts and dinners and and here's the thing there's not any one individual thing that we're rolling our eyes at we love we loved sitting down with john it was stressful we loved our interview with richard osler we liked going to the thrive conference and and, and talking with people maybe <laughs> me loved. more so than kate no you we loved like and not well, love <laughs> i did i didn't mean to switch my adjectives there uh, uh. my verbs but um it, every person we talk to, every email we send, every phone call we make, we each individually is great. Just it is so overwhelming at times. And so we're, like we said, we're going to be stepping away um, for the rest of the month. Uh, we'll be back at some point in August probably. But so Alan's got knee surgery. Like double, August 6th, like, I've like got double knee surgery. Double knee surgery on both of his knees. So I, I think that it'll be towards middle to late August before yeah. before at least we're back on the podcast. Right. 
maybe when I have my downtime, I can post our Mormon Stories interview on our on our feed. But I'm in very capable hands. I have a very good surgeon that's going to be working on me, and I'm very excited about about that. He was very fun to talk to. Um, I've got that's I don't know side note there. Uh, we're also I've also started a new Gospel Topics Essays podcast series with Bill Real and Anthony Miller, where we go through the the Gospel Topics Essays on LDS.org and. And we talk about uh, what our experiences were with them, um, our critiques, where we think the the essays are strong versus lacking. Uh, that's not for everybody. Katie's hasn't listened to any of them, likely will not listen to any of them. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. I'm taking a break. Well, I know. Maybe in <laughs> August. <laughs> maybe in August. Uh, but keep an eye out on that series. We actually just invited a number of um a number of additional co-hosts to to join us on the podcast and I'm super I can't say the names of the people yet but I'm super excited about a lot of those well all of them but uh, a few of them that I've really followed closely in this um at in this um sphere of arena and this arena thank you that's mm-hmm. good sphere is a dumb word arena is better so anyway yeah to keep an eye out for that but that's another one of the, uh, just another thing on top. And so we're and, and also, we're taking it. Oh, what else As happens? soon as we get home, we're on a panel discussion at Sunstone. That's right. Like two days after we land, we're, we're at Sunstone. Um, this is not us saying, look how important we are. No, um, I think, I think like what I want everyone to know is that even though we may not be on Instagram or social media or Alan posts on Facebook, but even though we're not constantly on it, it doesn't mean that we're not constantly involved. We're, we're constantly involved and we, and we really do love it. And, uh, I, we get so much out of talking to so many of you. So this community means a lot to us for sure. I think that this community has replaced Alan's church community. Yeah. You and I had a conversation about this um recently because Katie came upstairs as we were moving I dropped some stuff off at at DI and I came back after ransacking the religious book section and I came back with a uh probably 10 10 LDS books uh and she Katie came up and what did you say to me why 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 why, why are you buying these books like what what do you need them for and it that turned into a discussion uh, that uh, Katie just said the, the basically the punchline to it is this this community community that I have that I have built is out of self preservation. I've lost a community at the church, and I don't want to be communityless. And so I found a really good group of people. And one of the topics that we discuss is church history and different quotes and. So I collect, I have this little collection of Mormon books. So Alan has replaced his church community with this community, but I think that the issue for me is that I have my church community still, and then I've gained this other community, and it's really hard to balance. Like, I feel like I've been really neglectful as primary president, and... It, this month has just been like a shiz storm anyway, but I I feel like I've been neglectful and I feel like 
a lot of my good friends I haven't really connected with that are here in the neighborhood because I've just been so busy with this other community. And and so I don't know how, and maybe some of you have some ideas, but I just don't know how to balance both things. I, it's really, really hard yeah. and it can be really all consuming. And so anyway, another reason why this break is needed. And I think... I think it's important for all of you to know, aside from this, we've got a lot going on in our family's lives. Like, this has been such an intense month for my family because there's an adoption happening in another country and there's a sister leaving on a mission. Today. Today she left. Left. (laughs) Uh, There's just so much happening. Uh, I'm, I'm running a business for my sister that's adopting a baby and the parade of homes just finished the parade of homes just finished and we moved last week (laughs) i mean it's been it's been crazy we moved and we had all the family in town and now my nephew and his friends want to come and stay at our house while we're gone which is totally fine except for everything's in boxes right so i think and we don't trust him (laughs) i'm just kidding i i just i think that this is just coming, like Alan said, at a perfect time. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I'd say about the break is um, because of the because of the Mormon Stories podcast, we've we've had an influx of uh, people joining our Facebook group, which is absolutely fantastic. We're and there's people posting a lot more regularly there now, which is great. We love to see that, and. Um, the one one couple in particular, especially the the wife of this couple, um, the wife half of the couple, her name is Rachel, has been very active in the group, and I love her perspective. She is on the believing side of of the the mixed faith marriage, and they both accepted a calling to be moderators in the Facebook group. So Rachel and Brett Cooper. Uh, I've known both of them probably for a year online, known, quote unquote, online, but they're a good fit for us, not just because they're a mixed faith couple and they like to participate and they're up for doing this, but also because Rachel is a Disney fanatic, I would argue, more so than Katie. And Brett Brett is for sure more of a Disney fan than I am. Is, are they, do they live in California? No, they're in, they're back east. In fact, I'm, I'm ashamed to not remember exactly where they are. But I'm pretty sure they're in the East. I am not on Facebook, so it obviously, like, I don't have any interaction with anyone. But that would be really impressive if they're Disney fans and they live back East. Because I feel like in Utah, at least, it's just like an hour plane ride out. Yeah, they're in South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. Oh, so maybe they do Disney World a lot. Oh, we could see them when we're in Georgia. No, we're taking a break. No. <laughs> I know. We, like, decide, no, we're going to take a break. And then we're like, oh, well, we could just do this one thing. Right. Trouble. Okay, so they are going to be running the Facebook page as moderators while we're gone. So feel free to post and continue to reach out because we have help. So that Yay. is great news. And then the last thing I wanted to say is when, if any of you listen to the podcast with John Dolan, I feel just very drawn to getting all of you together however that may happen connecting people locally right and and we've talked about doing it online which we could do but i think sometimes it's easier to meet people in person and 
swap phone numbers so that couples can meet up after. And I know that we are usually just, that's how people know um, that what we're the common denominator for most for most people. And yeah, so right, that are listening here, right? So the goal when we come back is to set up different locations. So like Ogden area, one in Salt Lake, one in Provo, one in St. George, Idaho Falls, Boise, Arizona, Southern California, and Washington. Those are the ones that I have that a lot of people have said, could you please do a meetup there? So in order for us to do these meetups, we need help. We definitely need help. We don't know any, really, like, we don't know where to hold these. We could have these at restaurants, but sometimes that's awkward because you don't really get to sit down and talk for a long period of time. So I am trying to make an impassioned plea to all of you. Uh, if you would like to, or if if you feel like it's something that you would like to do, we would love anybody's input or help with where we could have some of these location-wise. If you have a home, if you have a big area and a home and you feel comfortable doing an event there, we will put it out there and advertise it and we'll show up. But we need help with coordinating these different events because we can't just do it all ourselves. And I know a lot of you are awesome and you've asked what you can do to help, what you can do to participate. And this is absolutely one of the ways that would be a huge impact for us and for others is if you wanted to help coordinate, you wanted to host, or you wanted to give us feedback as to where we could host these events. The other way that you could help us is you could donate. A lot of this is our own time. Actually, 100% of it. I'm going to just tell you. 100% of what we do is our own time, our own money, getting to the getting places, especially if they're out of state. That's all of us. And if you are willing to donate a bedroom to us to have a to sleep over when we come, if you are willing to donate money to help with our plane tickets or whatever it might be, please, please, please go on to Marriage on a Tightrope and you can scroll down on the right hand side. There's a donate button and you can donate to us. And if you want to put in the comments that this is for meetups, please do that. And we will set all of that money aside for that because I feel like this is something that everyone needs. Everyone needs their own group of people that they can feel support from and meet together and hopefully make connections with other couples so that you are friends. I, I just want everyone <laughs> to make friends so that we're not, well, we want to be the common denominator, but just so you have someone in your local area. Right. And I think that that is huge. We're so happy to talk to you. We're so happy to do anything you want us to do, text, call, anything. But having somebody who lives in your area that you can meet up for lunch or breakfast or just go for a walk with, is it just means so much. And I think for women, women, we need, we need other women. I need other women. And I'm an extrovert and I, I just, I gain a lot of strength hearing 
from someone else and relating to them. And so that's my impassioned plea. If you can help in any way, either by donating or by offering a place for us to hold these, I would be super grateful. I think Alan and I, I speak for both of us. You do. So well, we'll uh, when we're back, we're we're gonna put a concerted effort towards structuring this and organizing it. So stay tuned in a few weeks for that, as we will likely use the Facebook group to coordinate uh, some of those things and and uh, keep keep a record of who's willing to help um, host events and things like that in the different areas. And we would love to be there um, if we're welcome. I'm a we're easy guests, right? <laughs> I never thought we would be doing a podcast asking people, hey, can we sleep at your house? <laughs> well, we don't have to sleep at your house. I'm just saying, though, if it's something that's far away, we can get a hotel room. That's fine, too. I got Marriott points. Yeah, you got Marriott points. We, have, okay. we have Sky Miles. We've been using Sky Miles for some of these meetups. So, Speaking of Sky Miles, we are leaving oh in gosh. 15 minutes. Your friend is here to pick us up. So She's here? No, in 15 minutes, she's here. It's 8.45. Guys, we love you. We love you so much. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Marriage in a Tightrope. You can email us at marriageinatightrope at gmail.com, which we will likely not respond to until (laughs) August, but but you're welcome to do that. Whatever. You know that we'll both check it and then respond. Katie's cell phone number is 801. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, You can join us on Facebook. That's the Marriage in a Tightrope Facebook uh, podcast group. And on Instagram, Marriage and you in a can, Tightrope. Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram. And I'll post pictures from our trip because maybe people sure. will like that. I don't yes, know. It'll be fun. Uh-huh. Mixed faith vacation. Uh, Yay. We're so apathetic right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're tired and it's a red-eye flight, so we're going to sleep well. We hope you all sleep well <clears throat> as well. And have a great night. Oh, that was a dumb ending. That was a dumb ending. <clears throat> Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you in a few weeks. And have a great July. Yes.